Did you know that the term Pokemon is a portmanteau of pocket monsters? Yeah, I'm pretty sure just about everyone on planet Earth knows that by now. Pokemon are as commonplace as the actual wildlife in our backyards. Maybe even more so. And while you may be obsessed with catching them all, I'll wager that you haven't caught all there is to know about the lore behind certain Pokemon. For example, the legendary Pokemon named Zapdos is based on the Native American legendary creature Thunderbird. Shocking, I know. Even more fascinating is the history and lore behind these two mythological beings. I can't wait to zap on into this episode and capture as much information as I can. These thunderbolts and lightning are very, very enlightening. This is Video Game Lore. Welcome to Video Game Lore, the podcast where I collect all the knowledge on your favorite video games and uncover the fascinating mythology behind the most beloved characters, magical items, and mystical worlds. I'm your host and self-proclaimed ludologist, Matt Verish. Thank you for joining me. This is volume one of my Poke Lore series, where I do a brief yet thorough exploration of a single pocket monster character. Today's episode is about Zapdos. Pokemon. Enough said. Honestly, what else is there to say that hasn't already been said over the nearly 25-year run of this marvel of a series? From its humble red and blue beginnings on the original Game Boy, red and green in Japan, the long-running card game, the equally long-running cartoon, to the recently and wildly popular Pokemon Go on millions upon millions of cell phones, the series has captivated generations of gamers with no end in sight. My personal connection to Pokemon is limited, as I was 18 years old when the first wave of the craze hit. At the time, it had seemed too childish for my liking, as I'd already, at least in my mind, graduated to role-playing games like Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger on the SNES. Why would I, a budding college student, spend my time controlling a trainer who captures cutesy, fictional creatures in order to pit them in a silly, cartoony battle against each other? The real question should have been, why didn't I want to do just that? I eventually tried some of the titles, but Pokemon just wasn't for me. I'm far more interested in taking nature walks and spotting real animals and insects. But this admission doesn't mean I dislike Pokemon. Far from it. I'm fascinated by it. So many Pokemon are either descendants or close relatives of creatures in real life or in cultural lore. That means mythology abounds. What better way to start off this series than by recognizing Zapdos? The mythical bird has deep roots in our lore, and I can't wait to tell you about the shocking truth. A little history. Zapdos was one of the 151 initial Pokemon introduced to the world in 1996. It was considered one of the rarest Pokemon at the time in red and blue, showing up only once in the entire game. Since then, it's made several appearances, including Super Smash Bros. Melee, and it's prominently featured in Pokemon the movie 2000. Originally called Thunder in Japanese, Zapdos's English name comes from a combination of Zap, which relates to electricity, and Dos, the Spanish word for two. According to the Pokemon Wiki page, Zapdos's appearance is listed as, quote, an avian Pokemon with predominantly yellow plumage, black rings encircle his eyes, and it has a long, thin, light orange beak. Its wings and tail are a mass of spiky feathers with black feathers covering the back and inner tail feathers. A large crest of spiked feathers surround its head. 
Its thighs are a khaki color and it has anisodactyl feet ending in talons, unquote. Zapdos is part of an extremely rare group of so-called legendary Pokemon. It is one of three aptly named legendary birds, the trio consisting of the Ice-type Articuno, Electric-type Zapdos, and Fire-type Moltres. Articuno, number one. Zapdos, number two. Moltres, number three. I also choose to believe that Zapdos's two wings, which resemble jagged lightning bolts, have something to do with its given name. But I digress. The origin of this cartoon creature is found in our own mythology. Articles and other resources connect Zapdos to the mythical creature known as Thunderbird. What I discovered there is even more fascinating than anything Pokemon can conjure up. Without further ado, let's explore the lore. Birds of lightning are common in the world of mythology. Thunderbird's origin is the indigenous peoples of the Americas and the creature is a supernatural being of power and strength that protects humans from evil spirits. Legend boasts that it can clasp whale in its enormous talons. Its giant flapping wings project the sound of thunder and its eyes are capable of shooting lightning. As you might expect, Thunderbird brings rain and storms. And when it's controlling the elements, it's at home high above the clouds in the tallest of mountains. According to Algonquin mythology, the Thunderbird controls the upper world, while a great horned serpent known as Misikanubik controls the underworld. Thunderbirds were ancestors to the human race and helped to create the universe. The tale of such a marvelous beast stretches back to a time forgotten when two Passamaquoddy warriors went in search of finding the origin of thunder. Only one of them completed the journey, which led him to a plain with a small settlement of wigwams. The people there had the ability to put wings on their arms and fly. The elders of these unnamed flying people soon discovered the lone warrior and questioned him about his visit. The warrior related his quest. After much discussion, the elders decided to enlighten him, but not quite in the way he was expecting. The warrior was put inside a large mortar where the elders then pounded all of his bones until they were broken, and then they created him a new body. Ouch! It was within this new body that the changed warrior discovered he now had wings. He was given a bow and arrows and sent on his way. He is said to still be keeping guard over his people as a mighty protector. I can't say that this tale reveals the origin of thunder, nor does it explain how a human grew into a massive bird of lore, but it certainly did give me a reason not to seek knowledge from bone-crushing flying people who live high in the mountains. Yeesh! I think I'll stick to admiring the Thunderbird from the ground in the form of a wooden totem pole. Those who study cultural mythology would say the Thunderbird was a way for Native Americans to better explain the world around them. It is a creature that has control over both life and death. As such, the Thunderbird serves as a respected deity. A more obscure lightning bird is Impundalu, who comes from a South African people known as the Kosa. While researching mythology that connected to Zapdos, I was amused to find an image of Zapdos depicting Impundalu. I found this bizarre since Zapdos is yellow and black, while Impundalu is said to be white with red wings, legs, and tail. Known as the Rainmaker, Impundalu is similar to the Thunderbird in that it can summon thunderstorms and lightning just by flapping its wings. However, where Thunderbird was mostly benevolent, Impundalu seems to veer in the opposite direction. This man-sized bird can only be created by witches in order to take revenge against those who wronged them. It harms its targets by inflicting disease or simply killing them. Impundalu is often described as a death omen. 
I can't even begin to fathom why the article associated Zapdos with such a sinister creature, seeing as Pokemon are usually so colorful, positive, and geared toward a younger audience. Whatever the reason, it definitely gave me a good chuckle. Thus, we charge our way to the end of Volume 1 of this Pokelore episode. Who knew there would be so much peculiar mythology surrounding Zapdos? Years ago, I initially thought that Pokemon were little more than familiar animals haphazardly combined with other beasts or elements. I was glad to be proven wrong. Video games continually impress me with their creativity and deep connection to our history and mythology. Who knows what fascinating lore I'll uncover in Volume 2, and I can't wait to find out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Video Game Lore. If you liked what you heard, I implore you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. I would truly appreciate the gesture. Video Game Lore is brought to you by Night Apple Creations, a multimedia production company from the minds of yours truly and Stephanie Varish. It specializes in books, art, videos, and audio. Stop on by and have a look around at nightapplecreations.com, where you can find the link to my podcast website. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at VGLorePodcast. That's the letters V as in video, G as in game, Lore Podcast. You can find this information in the episode notes of your podcast app. Thanks again, and until next time when I provide for you some more lore on your favorite video games, namely a certain blue bomber, keep on playing. I'm Matt Farish. This is is video game lore.